Howdy, everyone. It's episode five. And what's special today is we have Tim Casey, real estate investor and CEO of Storybook Vacation Homes on our podcast. And he's going to share some juicy secrets on how you can maximize your hosting potential, earn more rental income, and grow your vacation rental business. Are you ready? Let's go. So today's episode is about setting yourself apart from the competition by having the right framework and the right mindset. And we have our very first guest, Tim Casey, president and founder of Storybook Vacation Homes. He's also a real estate investor, and he's also the owner of the most in-demand nine-bedroom vacation rental in all of the Walt Disney World area in Orlando, Florida. It even has a Toy Story Land room that your kids would absolutely love. He has a Harry Potter room in there movie theater, pool. It's crazy. And it makes me want to go, right? It's it's one of the best rentals I've ever seen, if not the best nine-bedroom vacation rental I have ever seen in the Disney area. And today, Tim is going to go through his thoughts on how you can stand out and what mentality you need to have to achieve your potential as a vacation rental business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an Airbnb host. So it's really exciting and let's get into it. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for being our very, very, very first guest. The first thing I want to ask you, just to introduce yourself to everyone, Tim, can you share a little bit about your background and how it led you to investing in short-term rentals? First and foremost, John, hello, and thank you so much for having me on today. I've been looking forward to this quite a bit. So John, I've been in the hospitality industry for my entire career. And probably the last 20 years, I've been a CEO in the hospitality industry. So uh, really something within my DNA. We've got four kids, and my wife and I lived with our four kids in Orlando, Florida for a number of years. And once we moved away, we always came back to Orlando for our vacations because the entire family loves Disney and all of the parks associated with Disney. And as the family started to grow, hotel rooms just weren't working because you know how it is, John, you go to a hotel and you've got different family members in different rooms. You miss those opportunities to get together, to gather. So we started renting homes in some of the short-term rental communities around Orlando and quite honestly, John, you know, we weren't having the best experience. A lot of times the pictures that we saw online didn't match up with what we were experiencing. So after numerous times of renting homes, we decided to build one and to design it in such a way that we as a family would be incredibly comfortable, but also in a way that would encourage gatherings throughout the home. Because when we go on vacation, Family gatherings and being together with the family is incredibly important. So we did that. We built one. We designed it in such a way. And then we started offering it to other people, thinking that there's others out there like us who are looking for a very comfortable, very clean home to be with the family and to celebrate family um, while they're visiting Orlando and, and all the great attractions in that area. So that's how we got into it. <laughs> that sounds awesome because a lot of bait and switch happens on Airbnb and myself when I travel, I don't know what I'm getting into when I when I go to an Airbnb and I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping it looks like the pictures. 
Um, but you're actually like holding true on that promise to deliver like an as listed as advertised rental to your your guests. And that's really, really awesome and rare nowadays because vacation rentals are somewhat of a commodity now and people like furnish them the same and they don't have any sort of differentiation. And you're doing things um, you know, a little bit different and that's a breath of fresh air. Um, I I did want to ask you about your Toy Story room. Like, where did you come up with that idea? Because the pictures, they're just, they're amazing. I haven't seen anything like it. And it really makes me feel like I'm in Toy Story Land at Walt Disney. It's it's crazy. Uh, I I could hear the music from Toy Story playing when I when I see that picture. And I just wanted you to share a little bit about like what your thought process was in designing a room like that and how it came to life. Well, it was it was an evolving process. And I'll start by saying that you know we've got some grandchildren, and we noticed that one of the first movies that all of the grandchildren wanted to watch as they were growing up was Toy Story. And quite honestly, our one-year-old granddaughter, that was the first movie she wanted to watch just a few days ago. So there was something about Toy Story that really spoke to little kids. And then we would go to the theme parks. And of all the theme parks, the one that all the kids wanted to go to was Studios. And they wanted to go to Toy Story Land. They wanted to ride Slinky Dog. They wanted to ride Toy Story Mania. And we were walking through Toy Story Mania one day, and I was just taken aback by how breathtaking some of the scenery was and how beautifully they built it. And I thought there's no reason why we can't do that in this home. But John, this is where it comes down to the value of partnerships because I can't build a darn thing. But <laughs> bringing, bringing a great team together and finding individuals that helped us build that Toy Story room, they brought it to, to life in such a way that it really does kind of mimic what you see in, in Toy Story Mania. What's most fun about that room, John, is that after we built it, we stepped back and there's several days where my wife and I would say to each other, we should add this. So we just recently added uh, a replica of Andy's desk from Toy Story 1. Oh, wow. And we met with the, um, the artists that built everything. And we've got some things in store for uh, later this year. And I think it's important when guests come to your home, when they come back, having ways to surprise and delight, we think is really important. But you know, this comes down to partnership and being able to share your inspiration with someone who can bring it to life. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. And every time I show the pictures to my family, because since I've seen it for the first time, I'm always showing them the cool room. They're begging <laughs> me and tearing my ears to bring, bring them to your house at Disney. And, and you put me in a difficult situation because <laughs> your home is kind of pricey. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be great to see your home again. But your house is is something else. And it's so well taken care of, like clean, it's maintained, it's immaculately clean and everything just looks polished. It's nothing like the other rentals I've seen on Airbnb because it, for me, it's the experience is when you get there, how it is, not in the pictures, right? But you're delivering that experience. The place smells good. It looks good. It looks like it's taken care of. So can you share a little bit about how you're able to keep it in tip-top shape all the time when you have 
a lot of guest traffic in and out? Like what's your secret? How do you keep it that way? Yeah, we've, we've certainly done a lot of learning along the way, John, and we try to apply those learnings, you know, every time we experience them. And I'll share with you kind of the three things that we focus on. One is we have a tremendous team that supports us. And if you think about what does that team have to do, it's everything from the great people that clean the homes between reservations. You've got to have a great pool company to keep that water sparkling clean if you've got a pool. You've got to have someone that can come in and do the maintenance work when things start to show a little bit of wear and tear. And John, something we learned very early on is that back-to-backs was in no one's best interest. And for those listeners that don't know what a back-to-back is, it's if a guest checks out on a Saturday, somebody checks in later that same Saturday. That back-to-back, we found to be nearly impossible to present to that next guest in the appropriate way. So we actually take that day to make sure that we have the time with our partners, with our team to get the house ready. We also take quite a bit of time and effort to maintain the home. When things start showing some wear and tear, we make sure we address those things um, very, very timely. And John, the reason we do this is because the way we think about it, when we're planning a vacation, and we think a lot of people think the same way, it's really an effort and it's a lot of joy that goes into planning that vacation. And for many people, they're only going to be able to visit Disney World one time in their life. So this is an event that they look forward to and they plan. And we want to make sure that every part of their experience is phenomenal. And when they check into our house and open the door for the first time, it's got to look like the picture. Otherwise, I feel like we're doing them a disservice, letting them down, and we're not fulfilling the dream that led into this vacation of theirs. Wow. And Tim, you you speak a lot to preparation and giving enough time to like appropriately get the place prepared for your guests so that they can be respected, their time can be respected, and they can be treated in the way a guest should. Um, that seems impossible for a lot of hosts because they're trying to cram in as many guests as possible, achieve high occupancy because they have high mortgage bills or whatever their case may be. So with so much focus on occupancy and being booked, like all the time, I need to be booked all month long. Do you think there's too much focus on that? Like too much focus on occupancy in what you've seen so far in the vacation rental industry? Um, I, I personally think there's too much focus on it, but I'd like to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I, I really do. And it, it, this is my opinion. And it's now based on experience. I think there's way too much focus on occupancy. And I'll tell you very honestly, John, that when we started with short-term rentals, my objective was 90% occupied. And I learned very, very quickly that was the wrong way to think about it. Uh, The way we think about it today is what do we want to present? What's the type of home that we want to present to the guest? And then how do we do it? And as an example, the back-to-backs, we learned very early on, you can't do back-to-backs if you want to do this well. So we, we take that one day between reservations and we always use that to prepare for the next guest. So 
we focus on the deliverable, what we want to share with the guest. And we always view occupancy and profitability as the outcome when we do our jobs well. And our job is to present a home that looks just like the picture, that's sparkling clean, and that when the guest walks into, it's the first surprise and delight of what we hope will be a joyous vacation. But I don't think it's right to focus on occupancy. I think what we as owners have to do is we have to focus on what our job is with the guest in mind and then view occupancy and profitability as the outcome when we do our jobs well. Tim, it's so refreshing to hear that you're putting hospitality in the guests first because a lot of people in a tight business environment, um, they, they put profits and bottom line first uh, over you know, guest experience. And it sounds like you're trying to deliver the best and absolute most well-prepared product to your guests. And that is really, really great to see, especially in Orlando. Um, and I just think that if more people followed that, um, there would be way better experiences. And focusing on occupancy, I do agree, is like one of the worst things you can do. So I think that it's good to focus on like the objective of pleasing the guests um, before focusing on occupancy, right? I mean, because if you do right by the guests, you're going to have many, many, many guests come back and tell their friends. Um, I do want to just ask a quick question though. Like what's your favorite platform right now? Because a lot of hosts aren't happy with any platform because of all the changes to cancellation policies and all the stuff in the news. Airbnb has done quite a few changes recently. So what's your favorite platform to use right now? Airbnb, Verbo, and what's your least favorite one? Well, my favorite platform is a direct direct rental website. So this, again, goes back to the value of partnerships. Uh, found a great partner, just a phenomenal partner that helped me build a direct rental website. And on that website, it gives me the opportunity to really not only show the house and all the great pictures, but to talk about the care that we put into all of our rentals. And we're not competing on price with everybody else on Airbnb and VRBO. We're telling the story of what we want to do for our guests. So that's that's my favorite. But if I had to pick between the Verbos and the Airbnbs, um, I would say Verbo is probably more preferred than Airbnb. Um, Airbnb, from my experience, um, does not treat the owners very well. And I think the owners, when they do their job, they have to be treated well. And I don't think they do a good job of presenting a well-balanced platform. Verbo is a little bit better, but in my experience so far, I would encourage anyone who wants to get into short-term rentals to begin to build their direct website and to begin to build guests on that platform. Now, it's going to take time. And it's going to take patience, but that is going to give the owner the opportunity to present their property and tell their story in the very best way without having to compete with the thousands of homes on the other platforms and many of those owners competing on price and price alone. So that's how I think about it. Um, But again, it's going to take me some time to build my guest um, kind of repertoire on that platform, but I'll get there. 
I like I like the positivity there. And on on that note, do you think everyone should try to manage their property themselves? Like you've been through all of the different ups and downs. So do you think somebody should go buy a vacation rental and, and attempt to self-manage it? Or do you think with the time involved in doing this successfully that there is a place for that professional manager um, that manages multiple properties? Um, like Storybook Vacation Homes does a fantastic job, has a fantastic product. But what would you say to people who are looking at an investment standpoint, going out for the first time, thinking to do it themselves, what would you say to them? My advice would be if you have the time and if you really have the commitment to the guest, then try self-managing. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't think about it as a passive investment. What do I mean by that? You can't just buy the home, put it on the platform and assume that things will just take care of themselves. You've got to build the team. You've got to follow up on the team. You've got to train the team. You've got to work with the team. And you've got to communicate with the guest. I've experienced this so far. So many guests coming to the Orlando area, they might not have been here ever before. And they've got a lot of questions. And they want to have the confidence that the person they're working with on the other end is guiding them accurately and appropriately. Now, I'll give you an example. There was a family coming to Orlando and their daughters were competing in a cheer competition. And they were asking some questions about um, how close are you to the ESPN facility? And as I was asking them questions and responding to their questions, I said to them, you know what? I don't think my home is going to be the best for you because it sounds like you're looking for something a little bit closer to X, I would encourage you to go look over here. Because what I don't want to do is tell the, tell the guests what they want to hear, only to have them arrive at the home and to be disappointed. So I would much better, rather be transparent and provide them with the information they need. Uh, again, it's not the way everyone thinks, but I've been a guest. And that's how I want to be treated. So that's how I'm going to treat my guests. And it, it doesn't sound like it's as easy as some people are making out to be like, hey, you could just get an Airbnb and you know you could earn good, good income with it without putting in much work. Like that sounds what you just described is is running a business, right? And a lot of people are thinking that this is really passive or they could hire somebody affordable to do it for them or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of focus on like, quick gains and not putting in the work, right? So you just talked to a lot of different points that correlate with hospitality in general. And it's kind of like running a hotel. And I think that from what you've said, it's best for some people who are self-directed and have the time and want to learn something new to do it. But the vast majority of people, I think, should put their trust in someone who's as dedicated as you, um, just because you know some things are best left to the professionals. And unless somebody's considering doing what you just said and becoming a professional and putting the guests first and and being transparent and honest, I think it's best to leave it to the professionals. But I, th- those, I think I think that's right. Yeah, yeah I think go ahead, that's just... right because yeah, I think honestly that 
Yeah, if you want this to be a passive investment, then by all means, hire a great property manager that's going to take care of your guests, but also take care of your property. And if you have the time, then by all means, try it yourself. But just be aware that it does take time. It does take commitment. And you do get those calls. I get calls regularly. Uh, I'm on a different time zone. So I'll get a call from a guest who can't figure out how to turn on the spa. Well, I'm going to answer that call and I'm going to give them the answer and guide them through what they need instantly. And you've got to be willing to do that. And you have to love to do that. I love to do that. To me, that's what hospitality is all about. But if you don't have the time, and if you really want a passive investment, then hire a great property manager that does care, that does understand hospitality, that loves working with the guests, and that understands an owner needs to have that home protected and maintained so that the value of that asset will continue to build over time. That's the way I think about it, John. And there's no clearer way to say it. You've said it the clearest way you could possibly explain the responsibility involved in doing this right. And I think that most people are still best suited to put their trust in somebody like Storybook or uh, another manager in their region. But I, I think that before starting in this Airbnb business, you need to know if you can do what you know, Tim just said is, is what needs to be done to please the guests. And, and people need to really consider if they have the time, the passion and the energy to do that. So thanks, Tim, for those comments. I just wanted to ask you, since you started, and you don't need to name any names, you don't have to say it, <laughs> you don't have to name the guests, but what was the most difficult situation you've had to deal with from a guest? It can be anything, oh, <laughs> but uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a fun question, but I will say first and foremost, um, I've had some incredible guests. and. They have been just a pleasure to get to know. Um, I love answering their questions. I love responding to uh, things like, can you help me with? Because again, I think of ourselves as helping to make that vacation become that vacation they dreamed it could be. So I like doing those things. And I've had the pleasure of working with some incredible guests. And I go into every guest hoping I can create a long-term relationship. So when they do come back to the Orlando area, they'll want to work with, with our team. Uh, but I did have one guest. Um, and as you said, no names. And as luck would have it, it was the very first guest I ever had. That's why it's so etched in my mind and, and so memorable. Think about it, John. We just spent all of this time building a house and designing it for families to gather. We put a lot of care and attention to detail. We built the fun room like Toy Story, like you mentioned, the Harry Potter room, a really cool princess room. And the very first guest just absolutely trashed the house. I mean, everything you could imagine happened. And it honestly tested our resolve. Because that's one of those things that we didn't have too much time to um, you know, cry over because we had to get ready for the next guest. But it was difficult to go into the home and to see it in such condition. But you know, we immediately got into the mode of 
we're going to get it back to looking like it did day one. So when the next guest comes in, all they're going to know is that day one experience. And that's become our motto inside the company. We're going to do our very best to always show our guests day one experiences. It's going to always look like the first day that home was ever rented. And that's the responsibility we hold ourselves to. So that's what we're trying to do. But I got to tell you, John, that first guest really tested us. Everyone's had one before. And, you know, you've you answered that so graciously because I've had some people that would really let them have it. <laughs> but it, the guest is why we do what we do. And like, we, we would be nowhere without our guests uh, coming to our, our beds and and renting our properties. Like the guest is always first and that's paramount. It's, it's so refreshing to hear that you, you were able to answer that gracefully. And, and you had a lot of, of tips to give other hosts that are listening in. Um, and that's going into my next question. It's what's one thing that drives you like absolutely nuts and crazy about this business that you think could be better or that you even think that you could make better? Like, what's that one thing that you think could be different about the business of vacation rentals that you think could change? You know, the the way I think about it, John, is that, um, you know, every home that's in the short-term rental pool represents or is representative of the industry. And what drives me crazy is owners and property management companies that don't treat the guest and don't treat the home the way they should. And it starts to give the industry a bad name, and that just drives me nuts. I mean, if you think about it, John, most of us have stayed in a hotel at some point in time, and we have very high expectations when we go into that hotel. We expect the hotel uh, room to be clean. We expect it to be well-maintained. And we have very high standards when we go into a hotel. Well, property managers and owners have to hold themselves accountable to the same standard. And it drives me absolutely nuts when property managers don't treat the guest and the property in that manner. And I'm just afraid if we don't change the thinking, it's going to give the industry a bad name and people are going to be less willing to rent a short-term rental home. That, John, is what just absolutely, it not only drives me crazy, it keeps me up at night because I think this is a wonderful industry. It offers families an outstanding alternative to a hotel room and it gives them an environment to continue to gather and create memories as a family. And if we don't do our jobs well, we're going to give that industry a, a bad name here shortly. Yeah, I love what you said because it's really revealing um, in that it's not all what you see online. Like the pictures all look great. It looks cheap. It looks like a good alternative to renting a hotel, right? But not all hosts act in the best interests of the guests. And a lot of people are out there for themselves or just not professional at hosting or their first timers at hosting. And the guest is the one at the, the short end of the stick there because they're not getting the experience they pay for. But it's crazy how that happens more often than not. Like it, it's not that that happens one out of 10. It happens more like over half of the time. And 
I think that you could look at any review site and just see what they say about using Airbnb in general or using Verbo. It's not the platform's fault, but it's the fact that you're on a marketplace and people are able to put their own properties there. So there's not a lot of quality control and things are not consistent, right? You go to a franchise, it's, you get consistency if you go to a franchise, but vacation rentals are ran by a lot of different people and they have a lot of different goals, a lot of different habits, a lot of different personas, right? So you hit it on the nail and saying that the industry will get a bad name if everyone doesn't do what's right by the guests. And I think as long as we put the guests first, just like you said, the industry will grow and people will become more aware that vacation rentals are a way better option for them. And everyone will do better if we just treat the guests better. So thanks for sharing that because I've I've always thought that, but I didn't know how to articulate it as well as you. Um, So thanks. And Thank you so much for doing this, Tim. I know it's not going to be the last time we do this podcast together because this was so unbelievably helpful. Um, For anyone who didn't catch the intro, Tim is a real estate investor. He's also the founder and president of Storybook Vacation Homes, and he has the nicest nine-bedroom vacation rental in the Disney area, period. It is the best one. I can say that because I've seen it. Um, And if you would like to meet Tim, or if you'd like to possibly sign up with his program to maximize your rental income potential, or if you want to book his house, because I know I would after hearing (laughs) us talk about it, um, you can reach out to him at Tim, T-I-M, at storybook.com. It's also going to be in the description of the podcast. It's T-I-M at storybook.com. Thanks, Tim. This was great. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure and look forward to coming back in the future. I love talking about this industry. I love talking about the guests and uh, I love sharing stories about families that have come and just had a phenomenal time and uh, looking forward to the future. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks so much, Tim. It's not going to be the last time. So I'll say, see you next time. Bye, Tim. Take it easy. So everyone, if you like the podcast, please follow if you're on Spotify, subscribe if you're on Apple and leave us a comment or a review and we'll keep this going. Our goal is to help all hosts from beginner to professional, grow and expand their knowledge base so that they can reach their vacation rental potential. We're going to do that by constantly providing free educational tools, tips, interviews, and secrets. So stay tuned because every episode will be short, brief, concise, and to the point so you can take away some knowledge and put it into action right after you stop listening to the podcast. So we hope you like it. Please share this with your friends. We're doing this for the betterment of the community. And if you want to help us, you can also reach out to us, John, J-O-H-N at vacationhomehelp.com. And let's keep this going. Thanks everyone. Adios amigos. And until next time, take care.